you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Good morning, PTSD peeps. I hope this finds you well. And uh, for years, I said, great to be back with you. I'm just liking the good morning, PTSD peeps. And we are thrilled. We hope your morning's great. We're, uh, we're beyond thrilled that you would tune us in and let us uh, be part of your day and connect with you in this way. And Kevin's still out in Pennsylvania. He's talking about 20-degree weather tonight. There's a real cold streak here. It's going to be 28 in South Carolina. We got people buying eggs and bread. They don't know what to do when it gets that cold here. And <laughs> So, Kevin, there you are. Now, when you drive those streets, this is always something I think of. When you drive those streets, is it a memory-filled thing? I mean, what are you thinking when you're back in your home area? Yeah. Well, I'm going to say, too, right off the bat, I really appreciate this time. And, and I am one of the PTS, you know, DP. I've, you know, been through the post-traumatic stuff, and yeah. you have, too, and excited to be here helping but you know um when i come back here thank god by the blood of jesus christ this is not a um what i would call a uh trigger to come back home you know this this has been you know there's memories associated with here that unfortunately are not good memories and and you come back and i'm not all of them and i love i'm, I'm spending time with my my brother, my two brothers, a sister, not a sister, um, my mother, two brothers, my sisters, uh, unfortunately has passed away and, and, uh, with the Lord, but thankful for that. But, you know, uh, I'll tell you what goes through my mind when I drive these streets is, you know what, Lord, wherever I'm at, um, I'm excited that there's a place I can come back to this called home and I can, I can, I can watch, you know, when my mom's most likely going to pass within the next year. And I hope that it's not, she's ready to go. You know, the quality of life is, is she was just saying today, I'm ready for my new body, please I'm ready for my new body. And she was meaning it. I mean, it was heartfelt, but, um, and body felt, but, but, you know, uh, when, when that day comes, you know, and there's tears shed when you drive around the streets that you grew up on and you miss your mom and dad, as I'm sure many of the people listening today get that same sense from time to time. It's just a wonderful thing that with the Lord, you can say, thank you, Lord. You know, I, uh, I've good place. I had a good place to sleep, clothes on my back, shoes on my feet. God, God has been good. So good. Yeah. yeah, he's been so good. And I mean, there's a couple ways you, you can, you could really fall into bad places when you're home. If, if you're not careful, you'll be driving down the street saying, suddenly I'm not half the man I used to be. It's like, stop it. I don't believe in yesterday. I believe in God. And, uh, yeah. And let me tell you, I'm glad. And, uh, yeah. It's funny the the, the, uh, uh, the things that can play through our heads. And I've been, yeah. th- I, I've been thinking of the, this word fruit and fruitful. And, you know, as we move forward, are we fruitful? Are we making a difference for God? I mean, he gives us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit dwells within us. All we need, all the power that we'll ever need to get through this life and to do it in clean life and a good life and an obedient life and a loving life is within us. And, uh, and, and 
if we follow God, if we stand out, if we step out, and the Bible tells us that we'll have fruit, that we'll bear fruit, and it says, but the fruit of the Spirit, so we're not talking about apples, oranges, lemons, and things of that nature. We're speaking of, uh, but the fruit of the Spirit over in Galatians 5, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering of patience, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. And, and so, brethren, I mean, what are we doing with our lives? Are are we that person that's bringing love? Are we that person that's, that's joyful, that has peace, that's patient, that's gentle? I mean, there's a quality about being a gentle man or a gentle lady. There's a quality that comes with that, that, that that's a higher level. In my mind, it deserves, it's God honoring. You know, you want to honor people who fall into that category. It's a big deal. You know, being gentle, being good, having faith. And, and then it goes on, and so many of us, you know, we, we want to equate meekness or, or like weakness, and it's not. It's meek. It's, it's being willing to listen, being willing to take one for the team, being willing to hang in there. And this idea of temperance, and, and you talked about moderation or balance, you know, having, having that kind of mm. temper that, that's just level. You know, I, I know that even if I, if I make Kevin mad, Kevin's going to react in a godly way. And, and, and folks, that's what God's talking about here. And he says, against, there's no law against this. This is, there's nobody on earth that can say, well, you're bad because of this. No, mm-hmm. it, it, it's bigger than that. And so today, you know, we're going to be talking about the vine and the true vine and how we're hooked to the true vine. But through that, Kevin, is this symbiotic, right? This, through that is this life given symbiotic relationship that just stands right up and uh uh and it needs to be different you need to be different you know you had mentioned i think on monday kevin you made the comment you know uh, uh, about bringing heaven down to you and i remember years ago i read a quote i it may have been billy sunday or bob jones senior or something but years ago i read a quote and it said you know we can lead a person to the lord in in just a few minutes but it takes a lifetime uh, to bring heaven down to you. And so we can lead someone to the Lord. They can have heaven. But, Kevin, we should, we should be bearing fruit. Yeah. Boy, that's, that really is the will of God in Christ Jesus that, uh, that we bear fruit. I was just looking. The first mention of fruitful, the word fruitful or, or any form of the word fruitful, uh, you know, fruit is mentioned, but, but really, in the in the same chapter where it talks about God making the the, the plants, God told the um, the animals in the very beginning. God blessed them, saying, "Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters and seas, and let fowl multiply in the earth." And so God God set about to to cover His world with life through a process of fruit bearing, and um, Throughout the, the scriptures, we see that. And then you get into the book of Proverbs. There's that great passage of scripture. Bob Jones, I guess, was the one that said something about you can, you know, bring someone to heaven or get someone ready for heaven in a few minutes. But, you know, to 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 bring, I forget how you put it. You put it very well. To, to, to bring to heaven make, to you. Yeah, to bring heaven down to To bring you. heaven to you. Yeah, it takes a lifetime, you know, growth. Where, where Jesus Christ is manifest in us through this fruit is so good. Um, but the whole idea of fruitfulness is, is you know, not, not only replenishing the earth, 
uh, physically reproducing, but also spiritually, because it says the fruit of the righteous is a tree of light, is a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. So that's in the book of Proverbs. So, you know, you've got that spiritual fruit as far as reproduction. Then you've got the fruit of the spirit, which is that stuff you're talking about, and the the idea of being plugged in or abiding in Jesus Christ, making us able to bring Christ-like qualities, uh, you know, and make them like a fruit available to other people. That's what fruit is. Fruit is not just displaying; it's availability. You know, it's sustenance for someone else. It's letting something be um, to be a gift. So. Uh, this is what the Bible says, that you walk, this is Colossians 1.10, I've been studying in Colossians, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. I love those single verses that yeah. kind of encapsulate, you know, what makes God happy. And it says here that is your walk is unto all pleasing, if you're fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. So a state of fruitfulness and a direction of increasing in the knowledge of God. So looking at, um, looking at evaluation of our life, I, we should be able to say, you know what, am I this day desiring? Am I, am I making myself, um, interfaced with Jesus Christ in a way that the, the life giving sustenance of him spiritually can flow through me so that someone else, like you, Doug said, someone else can say, wow, his reaction here was not like anyone else. What she said here was not what I expected. And it was a token of Jesus Christ, that it was a a, a manifestation, a fruit of Jesus Christ. It, It came from a our root system being in Jesus, and it was brought out in the fruit system by a character uh, quality that was that was made manifest and then available to someone else as we're touchable, and they're saying, you know what, I'm seeing you, and it's different, and tell me about it. Yeah, yeah that's, Doug, I like that, it. That, that's pretty great. And remember now, fruit, the great thing about fruit is is fruit you know replants itself and it, and it grows and it, and it grows you know mm. uh i mean i i heard one day that one lemon uh can bring forth 25 or 30 lemon trees or and wow. uh, and folks that's what fruit does you can really help people and it brings forth more people and happiness and joy and boy god makes a difference listen we got to do what we got to do with the radio stations but we'll be right back with you return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. Yeah, I love the idea that something, a spirit that's within me can moderate me and help me and move me to the point where I can be of some value to somebody else along their journey. Don't ever forget mm. how the fruit of the spirit helps others. Never forget that. It, it's not about just bringing honor to God. That's great, but God doesn't stop there. He takes that honor you bring to him. Uh, that's of the paramount uh, requirement, I believe. And he uses that 
help others and be that person. And we continue on with our study of the life of Christ. And we find ourselves in John 15 today. It's pretty cool. We're moving to another chapter. And uh, as we continue on and we look at the life of Christ and we find ourselves beginning in John 15, verse number one, it says, I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abideth in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. But without me, you can do nothing. And, and what a reminder there as we look at that and, and, uh, and identifying, you know, it's easy for us to know that if we break off, we had a couple pear trees here. We finally had to get rid of them. They just, they, they really, they bore too much fruit. I mean, it was, there was a couple bushels on the ground all the time. Every time we'd come home from a trip, we'd be fighting the bugs and picking up these old pears and the limbs were heavy. And I'll tell you, you could break a limb off and it could have pears growing on it and you could do whatever you wanted with the limb, but the pears stopped and they died because the pears had to be hooked. They had to be a vine of that main tree. They had to, they had to be getting nutrients, it's mineral, uh, you know, it's minerals, it's strength and those types of things. And we in our relationship with God, even Christ saying, uh, you know, I'm the true vine. And he identifies his father as being the husbandman, the vineyard keeper or the gardener, somebody who takes care of him, you know, the, the vineyard and things like that. And it, and it, I know it's drawn from that old Testament being depicted as a vine, but friends look at yourself you're a vine and and if you're going to grow fruit you need to be hooked in you need to be and then it even talks about some of the things we hate in life right jesus is explaining that every branch in him that does not bear fruit we have to get rid of those things we have to get rid of them and those that bear fruit we even have to prune them so there's some things that go on in our life and there's things in our life that aren't bearing fruit there's situations in our life there's there's things that we do they're not bearing fruit and we need to get rid of them and then some things are bearing fruit but it's, the fruit's not right and it's not growing the way it should and we need to prune them and make sure that the foundation's right making sure that the the tree is right making sure that you know he god has a way of pruning us and refining us and and uh, uh, to make us more fruitful and and those are hard times brethren those are those times that, that hurt from your gut all the way through your whole body but but, but i assure you when god's pruning when he's breaking away those things from our life that that aren't working boy, there's a cleansing going on. You know, there's a refining going on. There's something great that's going to come out of that. It's going to come through service. It's going to come through good character. It's going to be in, in this whole idea, Kevin, that we need to abide in Christ. There's an importance to abiding in him because we're hooked to him. So if we're going to bear fruit, well, we got to be hooked to our Lord. Uh, we are just these small little sticks coming off of God, and, and we need to maintain that close, intimate relationship, and we need to pray. We need to obedient we need to go to church and fellowship and and through christ kevin this is the trick that god tells us over and over again through him comes the fruit mm. well that's so true you know i think it's important uh you know we're talking about connectivity connection this is all about connection like you said the vine has to be connected to the um to the to the 
to the tree or the branch has to be connected to the vine, excuse me, in order to get its sustenance. And Jesus Christ being the true vine and we being just the branches, number one, we can't boast in anything. But number two, let's also, um, and what you said there, Doug, is so encouraging. And I, I want to point out that um, we're not talking, of course, here about sonship and maintaining sonship or maintaining the um, the salvation. That's in Christ, and it's maintained by Him because our He ever because it says um, that that uh, we have this security because He ever liveth to make His intercession for us. So it's because He lives, not because we're what we're doing. His li- our life is coming from Him. So we're not talking about life; we're talking about fruit, and so we're talking about fellowship, not sonship. But it's all a connectivity issue, is it not? You know, when when I have trouble. Before I got saved, I had no sonship, and because I had no connection, I was dead in trespasses and sins. After I got sonship, I was alive in Jesus Christ, but the connectivity is sometimes strained by sin or doubt or unbelief or being distracted. The Bible says the cares of this world choke the word, and it and it, uh, it becometh not fruitful, which is what we're talking about here. But um, this whole thing in the scripture is all about this connectivity. Fruit, the word fruit is used six times. The word abide, which is the connectivity, the command to connect, to connect and stay connected, um, is used about 15 times. It's not all, it's all the, the, the idea of abide, and it might be the same word, um, Greek word or something, but, you know, there's the abide, there's continue ye, remain. Those kind of things are all the same idea that, you know, we just need to stay with the Lord, stay tight and keep all the channels open. I went to the doctor when I was down there in Greenville, Doug, and uh, when I was in the Greer Clinic, the uh, they set me up with an orthopedist physician's assistant. The PA, she was very uh, adept to what she's doing. And she uh, poked and prodded and said, you know, she's poking here and saying, move your arm this way, move your arm, twist, put your thumb in, put your thumb out, put your right foot in, put your right foot out. Shake you it know, all about. The hokey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So after the hokey pokey was over, no, but she did the poking and she said this, <clears throat> She said, I think your upper bicep tendon is uh, has has been severed on the uh, on the one shoulder and it hadn't been surgically severed like the right hand one was. That's a long story. But the left hand when she says, I think it's already been severed. And she says not not a clean thing, but like a rope would be, you know, kind of um, one strand at a time. And, And, you know, I'm just thinking about this. Let's just say there's a few fibers holding it. It's basically useless. It's connected, but it's useless. Our connectivity to the Lord will never be fully severed. But if we're just there with just our simple faith in Jesus Christ and the gospel message of Christ, we've, we've trusted him. We've turned from our sin. We've placed our trust entirely in him. That connection cannot be severed. It will never go away. Nothing will separate us from the love of Christ, we're in him and we can't un- be unborn, but we can sure be ineffective. And the most miserable person, according to the scriptures we said, we read, Doug, uh, and I know I'm running uh, a little bit up against the clock here, but the Bible says, if a man abide not in me, men to gather them <clears throat> as a branch and they are burned. God will not burn us, but man will burn us because we will be ineffective in God's service. And 
Doug, I've heard it said that the most miserable Christian is ones that have become ineffective in God's servant. They're still connected, but there's not enough of the tendon still usable to make to make the motion do what it's supposed to do. And so we're not being fruitful Christians. We're being just hobbled. <clears throat> hobbled. We're not being we're not being uh, uh, useful up to our potential. And that's pretty uh, that's a sad case, Doug. Yeah, we, we got to remember that just that abiding in him means maintaining that close, intimate, prayerful, loving fellowship relationship. Remember, he's the vine with the branches. We need the vine for the branches to remain strong. We need the vine to bear good fruit. And when the pruning comes along and when some branches, when, when some of the things in our life get cut off, look at that and know it's for the good, it's for God's good. He's going to make a difference in your life. But certainly we're thankful. We're thankful for this opportunity to be with you folks today. We pray that you have a wonderful day. Make sure you come on back tomorrow. May God bless you. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation, or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.